None of this thing's talking to me. Uh, Tim Loud, an alcoholic. <laughs> Grateful to God, hey, I'm sure we're with you guys here tonight. And, uh, you know, I hang out with Dave and I have to do these things every once in a while. Ten minute pitch. So you have to speak really fast. You're going to do <laughs> ten minutes of getting anything in. So I'll try and do that. Uh, welcome to two newcomers that identified it. And uh, everybody in this room was new at one time. One day, two days. So just remember that. And uh, so <clears throat> I was uh, born in Santa Monica to Bill and Lois. It was kind of <laughs> funny, Bill and Lois. Yeah. And uh, now I'm an alcoholic. Anyway, uh, raised in Topanga Canyon. That's why I go by AKA Topanga Tim. And uh, it was really a cool place to grow up. Really cool. You were up in the canyon. We had Topanga Beach where, you know, it was uh, good waves and everything. <clears throat> but uh, I started drinking probably around 13 or 14. The guys I was hanging with were always older. It seemed like I hung out with older guys and they were drinking. So I started drinking. So I really started drinking to become part of. I wanted to be accepted in that group and so i tried to drink just as hard and just as much as they did and then i found i really liked the effect produced by alcohol all right so um, i'll give you this one instance i was uh, 15 and a half they've been drinking uh three of us bought a gallon of red mountain wine anybody in here remember a gallon red mountain wine with the, the hook one guy all right uh, it was like a dollar and a half for a gallon of wine. Anyway, we're in, I was going to high school at Taft in Woodland Hills, and we were at the football game drinking this spot. And these two guys I was with, they said they'd had enough. And there was about this much left in that gallon. And in my vocabulary, there's nothing like there's, I've had enough. You know, I said, hell with you guys, I'll finish this thing. So uh, I came to behind the Royal Pub where everybody went after the football game in the back parking lot with a cop hitting me with his nightstick saying, come with me. You know, I had that empty gallon. I was like a trophy, <laughs> tro like a trophy. I passed out. So that was the first time the consequences was going to jail. Fifteen and a half. So I'm Jackson Brown sings about it running on empty, I think. Uh, he was 17 and 65 and 19 and 67. When I say that, that's exactly what I was. So uh, in Topanga, it was on in the 60s. It got way out of hand. And uh, I got involved in a lot of stuff in Topanga. And uh, it was, uh, you know, that, that's why I started getting into a lot of trouble with the, the law because I was using heavy drugs and what have you. And it was in 1970 and 67, I got my first felonies for uh, illegal substances. The Summer of Love, I was coming back from Monterey Pop Festival, just heard Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin, and it was a weekend that was on. And we got back to Topanga, well, they busted me. They raided my house, whatever. I had several felony counts. I ended up in Melbourne, 
<clears throat> my mother turned me in. So I didn't know that until later. And then she got me a real good lawyer to get out of the thing, you know? So I, I learned early on, a good lawyer will get you out of most anything. Or can anyway. So uh, I got in probation on that. Uh, and it was in 1970, I got a really hot case that I was gonna do some prison time behind. And I didn't wanna go to the penitentiary. So I got another real hot attorney and he took me to a judge to talk to in Norwalk, Judge Emerson, who is a friend of AA's. And he said, uh, you know, looking at my jacket, he says, it looks like you have a substance abuse problem. They started this thing out in the Valley. It's a program. Would you be willing to go out to that program and uh, get straight probation? And I said, sure. You know, I didn't want to go to the penitentiary. So I went out to impact for, you know, I don't know maybe six months. But I, and they drag us out to all these A&A meetings, you know, all around town. And uh, so I heard some things, but I wasn't there to get sober. I was there to beat that case. So once I got through that, you know, I went right back to what I'd been doing. And it just got worse and worse. And, uh, um, you know, I, I just kept the consequences of my drinking and using got worse and uh, I want to get sober anyway. So uh, it was, uh, I'd been through divorces, losing houses in Manhattan Beach. Son, remember I was leaving the house, my son was three, I think. And he was crying, I was crying saying, I gotta go, you know, and lost that. Uh, and I'd gone to AA, tried to get sober in that, that was 77. Anyway, I was in and out of hospital programs, and uh, it got to where uh, it was uh, the end of the 80s. And uh, I, I ended up, I had another case, another probation with three years suspended, and I'd been running on it for eight months. And I ended up in a motel room in El Monte, South El Monte, on Peck Road. It was a truck stop. Uh, motel next to the truck stop and there was hookers in this room, drug dealers in this room, and that big party, it was a pool area. And I remember it was a big party the whole weekend, every day weekend. And uh, I came to, I think it was a Tuesday and uh, um, the money was gone, everything's over. And I'm in this motel and I got nothing. You know, I'm, I'm basically homeless. I have a 75 Cordova. So I'm really not homeless. Right? I can sleep in the court. But anyway, uh, I said, I came to and I said, God help me. I cannot live this way. Anymore. You know, because when I woke up, I had a little snub nose 38. And my disease was telling me, you got to go out and make some money or you're going to get sick. You know, go make some money. And uh, I said, God help me. You know, I can't live this way any longer. I got, and I knew the writing was on the wall. I knew I was going to get caught soon and do that three years in the penitentiary. So God and I had a conversation in that motel room. and uh, He more or less said, you know, you got to give it up now, get sober, go in that place. So I, I knew right down the road, Norwalk, uh, Cider House would take anybody up, you know, their detox. So I drove over there and uh, I'd been there before 
and uh, went through their detox. I was sick for a week. And uh, he, the, the manager there, he wanted to send me up to Warm Springs, but I, I wanted to stay. They had a program there. So I had to go up and beg him to just let, let me stay here, Mel, and go through your program here. And so he agreed to that. And I stayed at Cider House and, and uh, went through their program. And it was on Metropolitan State Mental Hospital grounds. And uh, they had a halfway house there. So I, I finished their program and I'd been working the step. The deal I made with God that morning. So the reason, hindsight, I didn't like those middle steps, four through nine. <laughs> I could do, I could say, I try, you know, I have God in my life and this and that. I could even go spread the word, 12 step, right? But I, you know, I just couldn't uh, get down to putting in black and white what I did. I, it was like, uh, you know, one minute, okay. Uh, so I went through the pro program in the halfway house and I was working on the fourth step and uh, moved back to Manhattan Beach, had a sponsor there, and we went through and did the fifth step. Once I did the fifth step, I finally felt that I was part of a, I had done something and I finished the steps. And today I have 29 days, four months, 34 years. 